before that, Monster Magnet. Lord 13 from 20, 25 dot, 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 dot. It's more than an ellipse. Tab on uh, Caroline Records. <laughs> what do you do then? What? When you got extra dots, when you when you got like five dots on your... Well, then the two periods have an ellipse. Or it's uh, an ellipse between two periods. I'm not a grammatician. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just remember, I remember seeing an ellipse uh, on Hamilton, Hamilton High School West. They had an, one improperly used on the side of the building. It said, home of the dot, dot, dot hornets. Wilbo, I wish you'd be fewer of a pedant about my grammar. Ah, so damned pedantic. Uh, Bass holes before that with Bowling Ball from Def Mix Volume 3 on In the Red Records. Everybody's Nutty Buddies the Monotonics, or Monotonics from, uh, there's Rayleigh, really, right? Yeah. As Noise from Where Were You When It Happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Where Were You When It Happened? On Drag City. Little Anthony and the Imperials with their cover of Let the Sunshine In from Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Oh, Wow. On United Artists. I played a lot of United, United Artist records today. Disappears with the sixth track off of Guider, which came out on Cranky Records. Uh, Diplomats of Solid Sound, back off. Back off. What goes around comes around. It's on Pravda Records. Damn Melchior started that set off with January 1996 with a sem from Assemblage Blues on Silbury's Records. John, how are you? Hi, Wilbo. How are you? I'm doing... <laughs> I'm punch drunk. This is an exciting show for me. What's up? Because for the first time in over a year, I drove to WPRB in a car with as many door handles as doors. Wow. That's... You're moving up in the world. I know. I don't... I know it's impolite to brag, but I was operating on a... Two to one door to door handle ratio. Now, one to one. That's that's impressive. I'm so excited. I just wanted to let all the listeners know. And and did uh, was this this covered under Bentley's warranty? No, this was covered under. How could three different door handles come off a car? Or do you have one of those old um, you know French Corvettes, the uh, Chevette? Do you remember? Do you remember Chevette's? You don't remember. I mean, I, I I'm aware of the name. Yeah, it was it was one of those like massive design flaws. They they built it with like an aluminum block uh, engine block, and it they just melted and warped. But yeah, this involved I think plastic pins holding door handles on. Well, there's always duct tape. It's true. Well, I don't have to worry about that now. But uh, yeah, that's 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 what amounts for big news around these parts. Well, congratulations on your ratio. Now you're going to move from ratio to radio. All right. That is as fitting a transition as we're going to have. Yeah, we weren't going to go anywhere. With All right. WPRB, Princeton. Now you ain't crazy. I know you ain't crazy. You ain't never in your life heard a dish jockey come through here like me. Now I'm giving it to you like it is. You ain't never, never in your life heard a dish jockey come through here like me. Don't call me no dish jockey, because I'm not a dish jockey. I'm a human radio station. Now these folks on all these other radio stations on KNR or whatever they're supposed to be, 
then they may be disc jockeys. You put all of them on the radio when I'm on at one time and I'll wear their head out. All of them, put them all on at the same time. And I'll wear their head out. I'm a human radio station and I don't want to have to repeat this no more. I'm a human radio station. I'm the transmitter, I'm the tower, I'm the turntables, I'm the building, I'm every doggone thing. Ain't no personality come through here as bad as I am. And as long as I'm here, you watch and see. As long as John Solomon is in this town, there will be no more to come through here as bad as I am. WPRB, Princeton. after the hour you are listening to wprb princeton man so many things going right it could it could all careen off the rails all at once adequate number of door handles on vehicle unlike last wednesday the playlist program is working for me again all the records i wanted to play i was able to find 
I didn't leave anything at home. <sighs> Here we go. Here we go. This is WPRB Princeton. My name is John Solomon. I'm with you until 8 Eastern. Usual assortment of new releases, archival finds, and things related to television programs I've been watching in store. Plus, I almost never do this. Going to have a, a special guest call in at some point during the program, probably in the in the second hour. But since if I tell you who it is in advance, something will clearly happen to make this not occur. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it be a surprise until the until the last moment but it's related to events happening in philadelphia tomorrow that is all i'm going to say and with that we will start the program right after this wprb is supported by the princeton record exchange an independent record store with over 100,000 new and used lps cds and dvds in stock Located at 20 South Tulane Street in downtown Princeton, the Princeton Record Exchange carries the latest new releases and reissues, rarities and collectibles, rock, jazz, classical, movies, TV shows, and more. They will also purchase your music and movies for cash and put them into the hands of people who will appreciate them all over again. For more information, call 609-921-0881, find them on Facebook, or visit them online at prex.com. I am one with the earth. I am calm like the river stream. I have reached Zen. How, you may ask? Because I gave away all of my worldly possessions, including my car. Charitable adult rides and services, cars, guides you on your path towards self-realization. Call 855-500-RIDE and cars will arrange the rest, including pickup. Possessions have lost all meaning for me, but part of proceeds returns to WPRB, the Gaia of all radio stations. Return to the Earth. Call 855-500-7433 or visit the website at careasy.org slash WPRB. WPRB Princeton. Again, this is John Solomon with you on the radio. Let's begin a program, shall we? There have been two excellent new releases on Kill Rockstars the past couple of weeks, and I think you're going to hear both of them throughout tonight's program. Here's the first of the two, the Seattle Trio Wimps, same band that brought you Other People's Pizza a couple shows ago, now return with Baggage. You're listening to WPRB Princeton. Here are Wimps.
Welcome to Harlem, the home of innovating. Legacies, stories of gods killing Satan. Where they honor Harlem's father, Philip Payton. The Renaissance in the making. Ellington, Garvey, Joe Lewis, Lena Horn, Malcolm, Maya, Louis Armstrong. But now crime is the new crave, so it's a new crusade. So salute the Luke Cage, fight for the cause. All the way to the top, rivalry wars, life could be lost, so type of remorse. Forward always for pop, until the crown is rightfully yours. But success brings sacrifice. And no one was at stake, the pressure could crack a pipe. Where everything has a price, but you pay with your life in the king's paradise. The king, king, the king, the king, the king, the king, the It's complicated. He got framed for a crime and incarcerated. Locked up his alter ego bills. Experimented on laughing with superhero skills. Now every day he gets twice as strong. Bulletproof skin, but his life is torn. The only lady he ever loved in his life is gone. Escape prison, gotta fight the right is wrong. No question, he gon' take on the whole hood in a hoodie. No weapons and no cape on. One by one and knock him out. Until cotton mouth is forgot about. But success brings sacrifice. And if you're thinking it's a piece of cake, you can have a slice. It's like gambling with a paradise. But you pay with your life in the king's paradise. The king, the king, the king, the king.
Australia's Def Wish on WPRB. Metal Carnage, which is on a record of theirs called Lithium Zion, I think is out on Friday, if it's not out already. Courtesy our friends at Sub Pop. You also heard from Clout. Going back to 1979, the B-side to a single of theirs. Single is Save Me. And that song was Sunshine Baby. I was doing a, a DJing event on, jeez, was that only Friday? And I asked the gentleman putting it on if there was anything I could play for him. And he wanted to hear that clout track, which I was previously unfamiliar. And I dug it enough to play it on the radio as well tonight. So before Def Wish and Clout, you had the return of Mr. Adam Akaraji, former Philadelphian is back with a new single titled Low Parade Rain. Hopefully there's a, a full length that follows, and I thought that sounded downright gorgeous. This will be released by the Moon Recording Company. I don't, I don't even know if the full length is done or what's happening here, but I'm, I'm intrigued, and it's good to have Adam Akaraji back in the fold. Big Black, the 1992 repress of the Bulldozer EP, Jump the Climb, which is the first song that Big Black wrote as Big Black, according to the the insert to this 12-inch. And, of course, the Bulldozer EP and the Lungs EP were later packaged as a standalone 12-inch. But when I saw this at a record store in British Columbia, I thought 15-year-old me would curse my name and and shake their fist if I passed up buying a bulldozer. And so now I own one in record form. You had Rakim, King's Paradise, that's on the soundtrack to season two of Luke Cage, which I finally finished yesterday evening. And I'm a big fan of songs that play over the end credits of films that sort of summarize what just happened in the film. And actually, I hadn't even thought about this, in the penultimate episode of Luke Cage, KRS-One performs, and he does Jack of Spades, which is the song from the end credits of I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. You know, maybe the, the finest work in that subsect of music is LL Cool J's song from the end of Deep Blue Sea. And so this was a new spin on things because the last maybe three minutes of season two of Luke Cage, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, are made up of a performance by Rakim on stage at Harlem's Paradise in world doing a song summarizing the first two seasons of Luke Cage, I guess for the party attendees, as well as those watching at home. So it was, it was enjoyable on multiple levels. I don't know what the, I mean, I guess many real world folks exist in the Netflix Marvel world, a world big enough for both Rakim and Stephen A. Smith. PJ Harvey, you know, I don't think I'd ever listened to Stories from the city, comma, stories from the sea in its entire day until yesterday afternoon. But I've slowly but surely, I think I'm now one disc away, been filling in 
gaps in the P.J. Harvey collection at Ice Station Solomon, thanks to the Princeton Record Exchange budget bin. I think I'm one white chalk away from the set. It took me a while to finally get to this one, though. However, that song you heard tonight, Beautiful Feeling, is a delight. And Seattle Trio Wimps are back with a record called Garbage People on Kill Rock Stars. I would have played this a couple weeks ago. But apparently, if you bring the jewel case of a record to WPRB, it doesn't always mean you've brought the CD as well. And I got to the station and discovered it was still in my CD player. So this, this had to wait a couple Wednesdays, but I think the wait was worth it. I described them a few weeks back as, quote, a dorkier 100 flowers, end quote, and I'm sticking with it. It's loaded with short, clever, catchy, terrific tunes from the album opener Giant Brain on down, that song Baggage being one of them. This will certainly end up on my year-end best of. Of that, I'm confident. All right, it's 22 minutes in front of the top of the hour. You're listening to WPRB Princeton. My name is John Solomon, and we will be right back after this. WPRB is proud to present drug dealer CMON and Jackson McIntosh on Friday, August 10th at Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia. Visit johnnybrenda's.com and get tickets to the show. Also, look out for ticket giveaways we'll have this week and come find us at our table at the venue. Once again, that's drug dealers CMON and Jackson McIntosh on August 10th at Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia. Stores open at 8 p.m. We'll see you there. All right. Oh, that ended surprisingly cold. 609-258-1033 is the WPRB request line. You can email jon at wprb.com if you want to get in touch. Hopefully a special guest will be calling in maybe next mic break. I'd guess around 6, 6.15 Eastern. So stick around for that. It will be fun. It will be enjoyable. And a third thing. Here's some music from another record out later this week. Brand new on WPRB from Spider Bags. Met a girl with a pentagram tattooed on the front of her 
whispered in his ear. It's the wounds of yours I cannot see. They always meant the most to me. And as the roads on the maps of their souls all became tears, cheap boots, and then disappeared. And he loved her all the more for it. Yeah, he loved her all the more for it. He said,
you're so chic. Tell me where the love we Just me too, got to search for something new
Smoked a bottle, rolled it up. Your last breath, hot on my back. You get started, try to get somewhere.
That's new music on WPRB from Bellini, that group from Catania, Sicily, and the United States. At least their rhythm section is located in North America. The guitar player and vocalist in Sicily. And they have reconvened for their first album in what? 11 years? 7 years? Either way, it's been a while. Greek Fire is the record opener, and the album is Before the Day Has Gone, and it's out now on Temporary Residence. Mr. Mike Pace, he, formerly of Oxford Collapse, is back with his second LP under the band name Mike Pace and the Child Actors, and off of the forthcoming Smooth Sailing, we had everyone out of the car. The group Brownout has covered an entire album's worth of Public Enemy songs as funk instrumentals under the name Fear of a Brown Planet. We heard their rendition of Bring the Noise, and I scheduled that to be played tonight, not realizing it's Chuck D's birthday. Happy birthday, Chuck D. The Breeders, The She, that's off a record of theirs that somehow I totally missed when it first came out, titled TK. And you can see The Breeders for free in Prospect Park a week from Saturday in Brooklyn. I'll see you there. Someone far smarter than me took the music of Sun Ra and the music of Sun, the doom metal band, and like two great tastes that sound remarkably decent together, Sun Ra was born at sunra.bandcamp.com. Inter Cosmosis is the record's name, though after the first O in Cosmosis, you have the Telltale Sun N parentheses, and we heard the title track. This is infinitely better than it has any business being. Roxy Music, Virginia Plain, which was their first single and also heard in the French film Cold Water is finally getting a domestic release even though it originally came out in 1994 mostly due to issues licensing the music but it's all been taken care of and and now it's available for all to see i saw it last week and it was different than what i expected but still rather enjoyable and the couple of times that that roxy music song is used are sensational and spider bags whose new album comes out on friday on merge Records called Someday Everything Will Be Fine. That'd be nice. And we actually heard two songs in that record because I wanted to play a slow one and a fast one. My Heart is a Flame in Reverse, more down tempo and preceded by the upbeat tonight. I Walk on the Water. It's 19 minutes after the hour. You're listening to WPRB Princeton, which is stereo 103.3 on your FM dial. WPRB.com, community-supported independent radio. My name is John Solomon, and hopefully we have a special guest joining us on the line. I'm going to pop this up and see what happens. First of all, special guest, are you there? Oh, wait, I hear breathing. Are you not hearing me back? Hmm. I'm hearing breathing, but not talking. Intriguing. I'm going to try this one more time. Special guest, are you there? I bet I need to reroute one thing. Let me uh, let me slide over to the other side of the. Uh, let's send that from on air out. Let's see. Does this work? I can hear you're connected. I know you're there. 
sugar, ISDN out, to, um, hmm, I know you're there. Special guest, we're going to make it happen. You should have been able to hear me. You know what? I'm going to play one record, and then I'm going to get this all sorted. So uh, bear with me. Here's something off the new Lithics record. This is WPRB, Princeton. this again you're listening to wprb princeton is that better can you hear me now i can hear you fine oh there we go you mean you were talking to me previously i was i could hear you breathing even i can hear you i hear you that was one of the classic vaudevillian lines i can hear you people i know you're out there people i can hear you breathing in this case i actually could hear you breathing joining me on the phone right now from what i'm assuming is california but heading east momentarily it's andy kindler well, don't say momentarily because I have OCD and I'm on a red-eye flight. So you say momentarily. My, my uh, attention shifts from the phone call to what I have to do before I leave. And I'm, in fact, right now I'm not even listening anymore. Oh, well, then I'll just, I'll just keep talking and let people know that the It Starts Tomorrow tour starts tomorrow in Philadelphia. And, and you're back on this program with me for the first, the time? first time since 2009. Well, that's pretty amazing, and I also am very, very happy about the name of the tour, but just for today. And what happens tomorrow? I came tomorrow? up with the name of that tour today, and I was very happy about it. And do you think you'll feel all right about it come sunrise? No, because it's a one-joke, a one-day joke. So to, and now, to, tomorrow, uh, to, it started, it, it, how about this? It starts today, it started yesterday, it starts two days ago. It started two days ago. You did it again, John, you came through. <laughs> but you'll be in Philadelphia at Good Good Comedy tomorrow, which is Thursday, for two shows at 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Now, was I supposed to be a surprise guest? Well, I, I, you know, I, I was so worried about the, the technology failing that I just told people that there was going to be a surprise guest. And, Were you wary uh, or worried? I was both wary and worried. Mm. I both whine and whinge. Now, do you know how long it's been since I last saw you, uh, John Solomon? I know that my daughter was born because there's a she photo. She was born and very, very young. So, and she's ten now. So I saw. Oh you. my God! Then I would. 
that's like almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, yeah. eight years ago. You were in, I, I think uh, I had you on maybe before you were in New Brunswick? Before, not bombed a lot. This, I think this is a classic, this is a classic bomb because I was, you know, to me, bombing is not, is not like one comic laughing at me in the back of the room. But to me, bombing is that comic isn't laughing. Yeah, it was uh, some rough sledding in uh, in, in fact, you even had a look on your face that, well, you were a young kid then. I think you were 17 or you were 12 or you were 19 or you were, I bet you weren't older than 24. Nine years ago? Yeah. Oh, I was older than 24 nine years ago. Didn't act that way. I think I've, I've known you for almost 24 years, if well, I think about well, tell it. tell the people, bring the people up to date on how we first met each other, because I forget it. I first met you when I was living in Chicago in the mid-1990s, when I very much wanted to put out an Andy Kindler comedy record. Oh, my God. You, now, here's the thing. And, and is we're it still early waiting. Onset, is it early onset dementia? And I'm not making a joke about it. I'm saying, is it that I have blocked out... Now it all comes back to me, but I had blocked, I had forgotten that completely. Didn't you have a, oh, you were a God, forgive me, under God, one, one country under God records. Close enough. What was it? It was My Pal God records. I love that. I still, <laughs> it's still the best. My Pal God. If it wasn't the fact that you were uh, uh, an atheist and were being sarcastic, it would be even better. But let's talk about now. Let's can we talk about recent events? Sure. You just well, no, no. I, I told your publicist. I expressly said we can only talk about the oldie days. Let's stick to ninety three to ninety six explicitly. Okay. Um, but good. so you just got back from from Montreal and and just for laughs and Juice and career. And for people who are listening who might not know what you Andy Kindler do in Montreal every year, what is Just for Laughs and and how did it go? Just for Laughs is a comedy uh is a comedy festival. I've been there on in one form or another. My first year I went there was 1993 when all the listeners to your show were zygotes or weren't born or something like that. This is my new Andy tries to appeal to the younger people by overcomplimenting them. So I've been there. So, so since 1996, I started doing this speech called The State of the Industry. And it basically is a, it's kind of a roast, although sometimes it gets meaner than a roast. And sometimes I'm angrier than a roast. And I'm not that sure I'm very good at roasts. So it's my version of a roast. It's my version of trying to save comedy single-handedly. But it's gotten tougher and tougher because comedy, as I think you'll agree, has gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of continually amazed how many new young folks i'm discovering who i think are are fairly incredible so i would i would totally agree yeah i mean when i when i was starting you know someone like ellen they she said she was gay then she got in trouble for for saying she's gay i mean it was like ridiculous and, mo, and i think there was even more homophobia amongst and probably still more homophobia amongst men and now all that has changed my friend i wish I only wish I was a gay, LBGT, black, Persian, Nigerian, Yiddish comic. They have the whole world ahead of me. Well, you're one for 12, at least. <laughs> I'm so, saying, hey, thanks for letting me go on. I no, appreciate that. I just figured you'd, you'd trail off eventually. Now, what's happened is, in the last two years, my good friend, and also, I have a podcast 
I, and people don't know it because I don't talk about it. We're going to get to that. Wanna... We're going to get to that. Okay, but he, but Josh Elvis Weinstein, who uh, is my podcast partner, he co-wrote the speech to me, even though I didn't thank him after the speech, because there's something wrong with me. But he really co-wrote it, and uh, almost uh, so many of the jokes from last year and this year were his jokes. So it, the speech has changed in that uh, it's like more, uh, so it's, uh, I have more funny things in it because I'm adding some humor. <laughs> And I should let people know who are just tuning in. I'm talking to Andy Kindler, who's going to be in Philadelphia on Thursday at Good Good Comedy. Two shows. Tickets are still available. I will be there, and I hope you will, too. Not not you, Andy. You, of course, will, will be there. I've never done well in Philadelphia. That's the thing to think about. I, think, I have never. I, I bombed at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And I think I bombed every single time I was in Philadelphia. Back in the 80s, there was a funny bone on South Street. Oh, sure. I think I saw you at Helium last time. Is that possible? Yes, I bombed at Helium, but maybe, did you see the show where, oh, of course you saw the show. Uh, before me was a guy who hated the Philadelphia sports teams. That, the, sound, that sounds vaguely familiar. The MC hated Philadelphia sports teams. They stink, they suck, they stink, they suck. And now Andy Kimler. And, you know, Philadelphia is uh, a relatively ambivalent sports town. Uh, yes. And if you start to slam, I mean, I know you were being sarcastic, but if you start to slam the home team, it's not good. But I did have jokes like, uh, I used the first ATM that Thomas Jefferson used with his quill many years ago. I was doing a fake historical tour of Philadelphia, which went over about as good as your reaction and my delivery of it. And so just getting back to Montreal before we talk about your... Sure, your, I'll talk your, about anything you want. And you know that I go into many different directions. You have to reel me in. So just for laughs and the, and the state of the industry this year, you're, you're happy with how it went? I've had a chance to listen to some, but, but not all of it so far. So how, well, did, how did you feel about it? Well, there are certain things that I realize as a human being, and I realize through therapy, that I have to work on, which is uh, everything I need to work on. Because I can... Because... This thing with the microphone has been going on for about 10 years, uh, fights over the microphone, and, and the, the microphone is, is terrible for me. It's been terrible for me every year. So do you know who I blame for that? Not my manager. I blame Mr. Andy Kindler, but I blame myself with love. You know, you know there, there are some bands that I know that bring their own microphone with them. Have you, well, th have my, you ever thought about doing that? Well, Doug Benson, uh, who is also represented by my manager, he always insists on a wired handheld mic. And I think I should, too, because uh, have, have wireless, is there a wireless system ever sound as good as wired? I don't know, but there's a chance, like Spinal Tap, you're going to get radio interference. So, but you, were you happy with how it went? Yes. Okay. I was thrilled. And the reason why I was thrilled was because last year, I had uh, been my first year on medication and in therapy, and I thought I would conquer the world with, with all my problems being solved. But when you go into therapy and you uh, try to treat yourself, I mean, when you start treating, getting treatment, uh, often you go ups and, uh, through ups and downs. So last year, I was yelling that to my wife who, uh, at eight, 8 in the morning, that I got nothing, I got nothing. And this year, I didn't have one, uh, uh, one tantrum until about an hour before the speech when I couldn't get it to print out. But it all, it all worked out okay. Yes, and the reason why I did was because I, the people that I, it's a very hard 
everything is hard for, for me to do. No, I mean, I'm not talking about it. my life is easy compared to anyone with a real problem. But because of the OCD and the ADD, I always uh, start to prepare too late. So I was uh, all, all mixed up in my mind, kind of, but I wasn't as mixed up as the year before. And the people that I wanted to go after, I really did want to go after them. And the things I said about them, like Louis C.K. and the thing I said about Emily Nussbaum, I've come to realize now, this is the proper form for my complaints, not Twitter. I mean, Twitter, I can still, you know, hate Trump on a daily basis. But I used to waste so much energy arguing with Ricky Gervais as opposed to just having that one joke I had about him, which was that people complained there wasn't enough comedy in Hannah Gatsby's special. But meanwhile, Netflix paid Ricky Gervais $40 million to tell Caitlyn Jenner is a bad woman driver jokes. So, you've, you've, so you've, that felt good. You've, com- <laughs> you've compartmentalized your hate. Um, probably not compartmentalized because I can, you know, uh, I don't know what you've gone through in your life. You're a Jew, I, I assume. I am. Still. Still. Uh, you're agnostic, leading to atheism. I would, right? I would say I'm... Uh, Fully atheist. No, I would say, I mean, I, I sort of follow, I mean, like I fast on Yom Kippur. Right, but that's just for ritual, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm more ritual and tradition than religious. Yes. But you're, if you're a real atheist, then you're truly... No, if you're, real, if you're a real atheist who isn't trying, like a new atheist who has an agenda, you really are saying you're agnostic. Yeah. You just I, don't, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, you don't think there's something out there, but you don't spend your time on the phone telling people, hey, how's your sky wizard doing today? No. No, you don't do that. I don't know how I got into the atheist thing and to the, uh, how did I get into it? Oh, because it was, I was saying about, I don't know what you've gone through with your life, but I had to face a lot of inner, de- inner demons, not like real demons, like, uh, like you would if I was the guy who, uh, Jim, Jim Morrison or something. <laughs> but my version of demons, which was like being on Twitter all the time, arguing with robots, arguing with Russians, feeling depressed a lot, not depressed, but anxious all the time because I was using Twitter as an obsessive compulsive wonderland. And are you, are you able to, you know, put the phone down or put the computer down and and go for a walk around the block now? I'm able to do everything that's good for me, but I'm not able to do it all the time. And that's the other part of getting better is when I, Oh, Oh, I got it. I got to bump that. Hold on. All right. That that's been dumped. You've got one more of those. I'm so sorry. It's John. okay. You know, I, it's okay. I never make I caught that it. mistake. I caught it. We're, okay, we're live you. on the radio. These things happen. I, but not for me. I'm a professional. All right. Let's okay, so, keep, keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, so the demons I had. Okay. So, so when I was, then I realized that, see, all these years when I started doing the speech, I would go through all kinds of emotional problems because I would wonder is my target high enough you know is what i'm saying am am i right to say it and then i realized someone's feelings is going to get hurt and there's a certain meanness to it but i'm trying to make a point and i can't live this life of being the self-righteous hero who's saving comedy you know Mm -hmm. so um i am have a better like I was always afraid to confront the people that I was talking about, but I also over I also over blamed myself in a way. Like I for some re- like for some years when I was talking about Louis C.K., I thought you really are crazy. 
everyone loves him and you just look like a, a fool. That's what I felt. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, at times, and you're just doing it, which is true. I, I didn't have, you know, I had a falling out with him. I didn't, wasn't a big fan of, of, of his extreme gratuitousness on stage. But because I knew I had my own problems, I always kind of was angry at myself is, is my first emotion in life. And I've been able to uh, really change, you know, really, really change that and not be as angry at, at myself and therefore not be so judgmental towards others. But hopefully I can still do uh, jokes about um, this generation's Leno. Who is? Uh, probably Fallon in terms of uh, a person who believes in people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know that he's, I think the thing he did with, I mean, I was talking about him for years about, you know, interviewing Stalin and saying, great, I heard you killed 30 million people. That's crazy. So I feel that I was pre- prescient. Yeah, you've gotten in on the ground floor on a, on a number of uh, now relatively reviled individuals. Right. So now, <laughs> and so the thing is, like, I don't feel like towards Leno what I felt like towards Louis. CK, but because Leno was, but I did at certain points was had all my rage. Went to, you know, I have rage, but like a lot of it is like uh, things that I'm. But the thing is, I'm I the, the rage that I have. I keep when I get off, out of doing this fight. Like, are you right, Andy, or are you wrong? When I when I accept that there's gray areas to everything, it just makes walking down the street feel better. Well, you let's... know, like I, I don't. I'm not as scared as I was. Like in therapy, I realized through therapy that my fear of getting into a fist fight was my fear of it, and I don't have to get into a fist fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, someone could hit me, but I don't have to. And so, therefore, I don't have to assume that because of the things I'm saying, I'm going to get punched in the face, although I might get punched in the face. But just in general, I've got, and it's, it's a little bit of Buddhist in a way of where you, you try not to attach to things. But please don't think that I'm cured. Well, let me let people know that you are listening to the voice of the eminently punchable Andy Kindler, who will be in Philadelphia tomorrow night. It's happening tomorrow at Good Good Comedy, which is a a great place with the man. They have a terrific weekend of shows coming up, and it starts with Andy visiting Philadelphia for the first time in a while tomorrow night. There's a show at 830. There's a show at 9.30, goodgoodcomedy.com. You mentioned, I've heard great things about the club. Yeah, it's, it's terrific. It's in Chinatown. It's a small little like black box theater, and, and they, they bring in... Uh, actually, they've brought in a lot of the folks like we were talking earlier about, you know, young, exciting, interesting comedians. Like, there, there's a whole bunch of shows that I've gone to there featuring people that fit that description that have been terrific. So That's good news for Philadelphia, too. Because- yeah. Actually, I know that I could have had a better t- maybe I don't know. Uh, you know, I always think maybe I'll go back to helium. I have no idea. But the point is that uh, the, my old experiences were based on the uh, how comedy was like. Yeah, there. I was actually. I mean, I was. We'll talk about your podcast in a second because I do want to get to that, and I know you don't have that much time. But um, one thing that I was talking about with a friend recently was how comedy now like you think of the old model of comedy and the you know the brick wall and the the two drink minimum and i remember even going back to like we were talking about when we first met in the mid 1990s and i was i was booking a, a music venue in chicago and 
kind of wanted to try and start doing comedians there then. And and now it took a long time to sort of break that traditional model and, and make people realize that comedy can happen any number of places. Like having a comedian and a band perform on the same bill is like I think about, you know, you were involved with Uncabaret and a lot of the stuff that was happening there kind of feels like the a, maybe a basis for what the, the more palatable model of comedy is in 2018. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. In fact, I remember the, the horror at the stress factory that we both felt is, was that there's, is that it's, there is a certain kind of, now some people can do well in front of, like I love Brian Regan. He does like well almost everywhere. It doesn't mean that he isn't still hilarious. It's just that I'm not as good, I'm not as good as when I, go into these old-style clubs. And it happened recently, um, about four months ago. I went to, and it's happened a couple of times in the last t- t- seven or eight years where I've gone in and I was like, oh, this is the way it, it used to be. You know? And the thing is, is that the movement I was kind of associated with, you know, with Janine Garofalo and David Cross and the Uncabaret, that was a reaction to mainstream comedy clubs. So what happened was that there was a time period where the least – hip thing to do would be considered to go to a comedy club, you know? And this was um, all when the alternative comedy movement was happening, but also when, like, what I call alternative comic books, like Daniel Klaus and uh, Harvey Picard and all these things. And there was like a, there is like a, if I knew what zeitgeist meant, I think there is a zeitgeist that continues. But um, it took a long time to get that shaken out of regular clubs. Like I used to say, you know, people would think the last pl- place to find Someone funny would be a comedy club, like finding a funny book in the humor sec- section of the library. All right. So I've, I've, you've alluded to it. I've alluded to it. But about a year plus ago, you started your first podcast, which is called Thought Spiral. It's you and a guy named J. Elvis Weinstein. And Stein. I, oh, I know. I, I, it. As, as it was coming oh, out of... No, no, that, that's okay. As it was coming that out of... That word is okay. I'm, I, 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 I feel mean, like an I mean, idiot. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, uh, you know, repeat it again and again no, and again. No, I will not. I, I think I'm very just, sorry. It's I'm, okay. I'm not usually like this. I think it's because I've done a lot of podcasts, and I forget that the, uh, the line between... And you know what? I'm a, I'm a revolutionary. Okay, sorry. So, Thought Spiral. It's you and your co-host... J. Elvis Weinstein. Weinstein. Right. I, I when it was coming out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong, and I just couldn't reel it back in. But it's so every Monday, it's about a hour and a half, two hour conversation, just the pair of you, no guests, and and I have to say, in the last you know year plus, I guess there are what sixty episodes, something like that, since yeah. the show launched in a weird way. Like you talk about you going to therapy. Hearing the two of you talk issues through has helped me figure some things out personally and and professionally. And and so I'm curious what the show has has taught you. Well, I'm so glad. I um, thank you very much for saying that. And I think you DM me. That's uh, similar. And that makes me feel so great because, you know, the thing is, all I ever wanted from, first of all, I, it wouldn't be a podcast if, if, uh, if Josh didn't invite me to start it. It probably, I mean, we kind of joke, but he does live four blocks away from me. And so, but we didn't know what we were getting. Like we just said, let's start it and see how it is and see how we like it. Uh, but all I've ever wanted was to, for 
and you can't think about it too much because you start to get an ego or a lack of ego from thinking too much about it. Like I always wanted to be a show that people would listen to, like when they're shopping or how I listen to podcasts when I'm depressed or, or I kind of like am joining these people's lives as it's going. And uh, it can't be. And so, you know, trying to achieve that every week won't work. But the fact that we have no guests and we have never and decided not to have guests and that we are kind of like talking about, what's going on in our lives. It just kind of has, it's really kind of, I'm very proud of it. I mean, that, that's not to say that I'm as comfortable doing it as I am doing stand-up, which I'm mostly comfortable doing, but sometimes I can also feel weird. But I've learned so much, too, about listening, John. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like listening to each of you having a therapy session with one another. It, that is exactly true, because my therapist has said, my relationship with Josh is is such a great relationship, and but also it's like a learn not, not like a learning ground to, to, for some future relationship, but just we we do talk about things that if if I bother him, he tells me, and you know vice versa or whatever. But but we're able to keep it. the fact that it is. I mean, we've gotten upset at each other during the podcast, but one exciting a couple of exciting times was like I got mad and then I didn't get i i let the anger go within the length of the podcast so it's just i think it's great uh, you know i, I i'm I, I know that you know also the fact that i started it knowing there's every everyone's done one you know that kind of thing and i'm not expecting money and just doing it to do it which actually you should probably start everything the same way yeah and the the show is called thought spiral and it's on your itunes and your stitcher which i'm still not actually sure what that is but i know it's there and and it's uh you and josh every monday i believe without fail there's a there's a new episode and it's uh it's a pretty great conversation that's uh i've listened to it a lot on planes and driving and uh it's something that i look forward to every monday so i, I definitely want people to to check that out. And I also want folks listening to go see Andy Kindler at good, good comedy in Philadelphia tomorrow night, goodgoodcomedy.com. Andy, we were talking about, you know, how, when I first met you was cause I was a fan and, and wanted to try and try and do this Andy Kindler CD. I, I know many times you have referenced your, your new CD is your new CD ever coming out. The new CD, which is where is already named. Hence the humor and has already been recorded and edited, I am predicting will come out for the holiday season this year. It has to come out, because if it doesn't come out, the, you know, it's already bad that it hasn't come out this long, and uh, it's a study in OCD why it hasn't. But you know the thing is, I have, I'm not using OCD as an excuse, and it's good that I'm not, because no one takes it. If you notice that, no one says, "Oh, sorry about your OCD." They don't. They just don't care about. It. Do you have OCD? I just assume Jews do, but you probably don't. I, you know, I don't. If I do, it's it's fairly mild. Right, like maybe you check your lock once, or but you're not. There's nothing. Yeah, I definitely have a routine when I go to bed where I check certain doors and check certain things. But that's kind of about it. If I had to think of uh, OCD qualities that I have, it's it's pretty minimal, and it's just almost entirely making sure the house is locked. Well, and that's why this one thing, which I'm not a part of, which is cognitive behavior therapy, which kind of make, forces you to do things that you know like will be unpleasant and to get over it. I could never do that because the checking you, you're doing is good checking. 
And my checking is bad checking only because my, I'm, as I'm locking the door, I'm thinking about five other things. So uh, it sounds like you have a little bit, but you would not want to check the doors. No, and, and I mean, I've certainly, you know, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, oh, I didn't check the doors. But that's, that's, the, <laughs> only, that's the only example that I can, I can really think of. Right? Think of. No, I think I, I think I have, I'm sure, I'm sure I have plenty of other issues, but, but not ones that, that manifest themselves in ways that I can, I can think of right now on the radio. So before, before we wrap up, cause I know you have to get to a plane and, and fly across the country to, to come to Philadelphia. What can, what can people look forward to tomorrow? Well, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, I just came back from the speech. So I'll probably, you know, I, I always try and see what trans well some things will transfer uh from the speech to uh to to real life but you know i don't think i can talk about louis ck every day for the rest of my life but uh, I'm all, uh, and i and, and i will be talking about trump there's no way and it's, i'm not like even bragging saying hey get ready it's just uh, i think about him every minute of the day so i might i have to talk about him on stage and um it does seem like we're right near an apocalypse and i hope it doesn't happen <laughs> Well, hopefully it doesn't happen before 8 p.m. and 9.30 tomorrow night at Good Good. I can't wait to see you. It has been so long. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll message you off air if if you want to maybe meet up beforehand or anything like that. Yeah, we should. I'm really really looking forward to it. I remember, I think the last time I saw you in Philadelphia, I was with my wife and we picked you up and there was a inflatable microphone in the back of our car (laughs) and you discovered it and picked it up. And just started going to work. And then we had a nice, a very lovely lunch. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can... Until we can... showtime. <laughs> but it's going to be better. I have a, I, yeah. I, I no, feel, I, I think... can promise it'll be better. And so uh, Andy Kindler will be at Good Good in Philadelphia tomorrow night. And you know, I'm glad that I could have you on for the first time in nine years. And we'll be sure to talk again in 2027. Thanks, John. It really means a lot. It's really cool. Excellent. I'm going to pot you down and then put on some more records. I'll see you tomorrow, Andy. Bye. You got it. Take care. Andy Kindler calling in. Oh, I like that guy real well. And uh, he'll be in Philadelphia tomorrow. And and if you go see him, uh, I'll see you there. And now we're going to get back into the last hour plus of music that was a nice little treat have an andy kindler call in i haven't done a live on-air interview in forever but since andy was going to be in philadelphia and wanted to make sure that people were aware that one of my favorite comedians is going to be in the area because it hasn't happened in a while but it would be nice if it happened more so this is wprb princeton my name is john solomon 609-258-1033 j-o-n at WPRB.com. Ah, it all worked out. Proto-Martyr and Spray Paint are going to have a collaborative split single coming out later this year. Spray Paint wrote a song that Ben Casey of Proto-Martyr then sang over, and Proto-Martyr wrote a song did I call him? Did I not call him Joe Casey? That Joe Casey sang over, and then uh, spray paint is going to have another side that Proto Martyr is going to add to. So here is spray paint with Joe Casey from Proto Martyr from the Proto Martyr spray paint split single. Irony prompts a party rat.
This song is called Corinthian Leather. You're listening to WPRB, Princeton.
Carolina's Small here on WPRB Makes Me High, which is the A-side to their very first single. Before they had changed their name to Small 23, came out in 1991 on the Matt label. I believe the drummer for Small, also the first Super Chunk drummer. Later they'd have a split single with Pipe. You know how things went in the early 1990s in North Carolina. He also had Mr. Chris Brokaw, who, like Chuck D, is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, Chris. It was great to see you recently, and I hope our paths cross again soon. How to Listen, which is on his full-length Gambler's Ecstasy, available on LP, courtesy 12XU, and on CD, care of our friends at Damnably. There's a new Pram album. It's titled Across the Meridian. It is the first Pram record in about a decade, and it is the first Pram record without Rosie, their usual vocalist, who has departed the group, I believe, to focus on their studies. So there's a a new singer for Pram, which certainly took some getting used to. We haven't heard from Pram since The Moving Frontier, in 2007 is that right i guess there was an ep called prisoner of the seven pines but it's been a while for pram and pram still sounds like pram so that the two hardest things to get past and i'm making slow and steady progress or progress one new pram vocalist two surprising percentage of the songs on this album instrumental But I think individually, the haunting and wistful nature of Pram sounds great going out through WPRB. And Pram are one of those bands, I was just telling someone in the studio earlier, that if you ever see a Pram CD, just buy it. It's going to sound like Pram, and it's going to be great. And there are many of them, more than you'd you'd even realize. For example, friend of the show, Mora.com, wrote up this new Pram record, and it had already been out since, what, mid-July? And, like, I should have been front and center knowing about a new Pram LP release, yet somehow I had to find out secondhand from the only person I know who likes Pram more than I do. So the new Pram album, I'm just going to keep saying Pram, 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 is across the meridian, available stateside, C.O. Domino, and that song, again, that you heard was Thistledown. Mono Men, B-side to a 7-inch of theirs on Estrus. That 7-inch is Mystery Girl. Some boozophonic swingin' stereo action. Especially because the song was Sin and Tonic. Sweet Williams. I think the Jensen Savak hit me to that one. Come Swimming, which is on a record titled Please Let Me Sleep on Your Tonight. Which came out a couple years back. Sweetwilliams.bandcamp.com for more. The Champagne of Bands, an instrumental titled I'm Looking Into Redemption. It's on the compilation Better Things Beginning. And that set began with Proto Martyr and Spray Paint teaming up for a collaborative single titled Irony Prompts a Party Rat. It'll be out later this year on Monophonus Press. That song was Corinthian Leather. The band Spray Paint. Fronted by Proto-Martyr's Joe Casey, I imagine the other side of this single will be Proto-Martyr with spray paint 
handling vocals. This will be part of an ongoing spray paint collaboration series. They have another collaborative LP with Dan Melchior. I look forward to seeing what else will happen. Apparently this idea has been gestating since 2014 when Proto Martyr and Spray Paint toured together and hatched this idea to release a record where each band recorded an instrumental and had the other band sing on it. And now here we are. The dream is reality. Oh man, you're listening to WPRB Princeton. Got one more thing to play and we'll be right back after this. WPRB is supported by J.B. Klein & Son, a new and vintage musical instrument shop in Lambertville, New Jersey. J.B. Klein & Son offers fine vintage acoustic and electric guitars, amps, and other stringed instruments, including violins, mandolins, basses, banjos, and ukuleles. J.B. Klein & Son also carry a wide selection of new instruments, strings and accessories, along with some horns, percussions, and many other curious musical items sure to pique your interest. J.B. Klein & Son also offers instrument repairs on guitars, violins, cellos, basses, mandolins, banjos, and other stringed instruments by skilled and knowledgeable luthiers. Visit J.B. Klein & Son at 25 Bridge Street, Lambertville, New Jersey, Tuesday through Sunday, noon to 5 p.m., and visit jbkline.com. WPRB Princeton, 103.3 FM, WPRB.com. My name is John Solomon. Hopefully you caught Andy Kindler, the great comedian, calling in earlier tonight. Should I do more phone interviews on the program? Is that something you would like to hear on future Wednesdays? Because options exist. Normally I pre-tape them, but didn't have a chance in this case. And, and I kind of enjoyed just having a chat with Andy Kindler that happened to be over the radio. So if you'd like to see that, maybe in addition to live guests on future shows, let me know what works for you. I know ultimately I am the arbiter, but I, I value what you think about what happens here on Wednesday nights. 609-258-1033, J-O-N at WPRB.com. I'll wrap up the show at the top of the hour, and I think this last set will last until then. I know because I was having a little trouble getting Andy on the phone, had to play something from the new Lithics, but really I didn't give it the attention that it deserved. I just kind of threw it on the radio. So I'm going to play that song again. I don't think I've done that, maybe ever intentionally, but I do want to let you know that there's a new Lithics album. I've played songs from it here before. Other DJs have done the same, but it's called... Is it matting surfaces or mating surfaces? I don't even want to know. But uh, this song deserves a touch extra attention. This LP is available on Kill Rock Stars. It's quite great. And from it, we're going to hear the first song on side B, Glass of Water. All right. Respect is due. Here's Lithics on WPRB Princeton.
I swore they were from either Boston or Australia. Turns out, neither. That band is from Ohio. They are Boys From Nowhere, and that's a 45 of theirs on Young Lion, released in 1986. You got Jungle Boy on the A-side. We heard the flip. Indefinite Inhibition. Finally got around to checking out this Olden York record, and I liked it real well. They're a duo making their debut on Trouble in Mind in a full-length variety. Song was cut to the quick, and the record is self-titled Mustafa Ozkent Orchestra. This is some bonkers Turkish funk psych from the early 70s. One of the first releases on Finders Keepers and B Music is the record Gen Slick, Ile, Elele. And on it we had Dolana. South Jersey's Surefire broadcast return after a brief outage. Highway Lost is a five-song EP, including at least one track that was around when they were originally a band in the late 2000s. Title track is also the disc Closer. And you can learn more at bandcamp.com slash surefirebroadcast among other locales. This was engineered by Jay Robbins, who did quite nicely sonically on that effort. The Nazgul. This is a mental experience. Possible reissue could have originally come out in 1975, or it all could be a worked shoot. Regardless, these are some dark ambient soundscapes with mini Moog, Hammond, tape loops, drones... It's a dark time with Tolkien references abounding. For example, that track was Shelob's Lair. And the alleged musicians on here are Frodo, Gandalf, and Pippin, recorded by the Mad Twiddler. I'm getting skepticaler and skepticaler. And that set began with Lithics from their great record, Mating Surfaces or Matting Surfaces. Out now on Kill Rock Stars, we had Glass of Water. All right, that's just about going to do it for me, John Solomon. Unless you know something I don't, I'll see you all next Wednesday evening from 5 to 8 Eastern. Thanks again to comedian Andy Kindler for calling in and talking for a while. It was great to have him back on the show. And Andy will be at Good Good Comedy in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Two shows, 8 p.m. and 9.30. I'll see you at one of them. Maybe both. Uh, as always, facebook.com slash home. KeepingScoreAtHome.com is the site for the show. I'm doing them all out of order. And on Twitter, at John Solomon, no H, all O's. That covers it all. I'm going to go home and have dinner, which will not be as triumphant as last week when I just ate a bunch of guacamole out of a bowl using leftover pizza. All right. You're listening to Stereo 103.3 WPRB Princeton. Have a good night, everybody.